continuing on with our dive into obscure European whiskies in the name of the Euros. This week we try a Swisky. Yes, the Langaton Old Deer Single Malt Swiss Whisky. And this week we have something a little bit different for you as we talk to Dave Beck, who is a board game designer, who's going to be telling us all about his new release, Distilled. As always, you can consume some wonderful whiskey-based content, pictures and video clips, etc. on all our social media platforms. At Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And make sure that you've hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure that you are delivered a fresh bit of whiskey goodness every Wednesday. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 68. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome to the Whiskey and Things podcast, everyone. How are you, David? Oh, we're good. we got to apologise to the nation of France. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we assumed. We, ass- we assumed. I, I'm, I'm convinced it's because of us that, that Swede- Sweden, that, that uh, Switzerland beat France in the Euros. Um, because <laughs> we assumed that France would beat Switzerland. So, uh, yes, we, we're making amends today, I feel like, Nick. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, in honour of that result, this week we're going to be trying a Swisky, a Swiss whiskey, everyone. <laughs> um, and they play in the next couple of days, I think. I Spain. Think they yeah, they play Spain on Friday, so, I think it is. No doubt Spain will win. Yes. <laughs> because by the time this episode comes out, that game would have happened. Yeah. So if it so, does, Nick, that's bad news. If it does, whoever England are playing before, if we're still in, we're drinking a whiskey from the opposition. I was going to say, I'm still clear of the Cotswolds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm there. not touching any of my English whiskey no. right now. Do we have because, any, uh, who's next for us? Who have we got on Saturday? Uh, Ukraine. At, at the point where, so we're recording this a little bit earlier. People yeah. should know. We're, we're, it's we're, Wednesday. We're, it's last Wednesday. Yes, it's last Wednesday. So we're, we're, we're a little bit ahead of our normal schedule. So we're also ahead of the schedule in terms of footballing terms. England may already be out, Nick. They, they may already, already be out. out. Most probably are already out. Uh, but alas, uh, it's not, it's, we apologise to the yeah. nation of France. Not just <laughs> for my poor French, but for the fact that we may have jinxed you and commentated. Your, your French could have been perfect for all, for all I know. I didn't you know, understand a word of it. Well, of course it was. Of course. <laughs> of course anyway, so yes, today we're drinking... Uh, we're obviously talk more about it later but we are we're drinking a whiskey from switzerland as nick said a swiss whiskey yes. it's called a langaton yeah a swiss single malt old deer so we're gonna just pour a little bit of this now while yeah. you guys in podcast land listen to an interview we've literally just finished um with a gentleman called dave beck who's right. a board game designer he said board game not bald game yes. right <laughs> He has hair. <laughs> it's, it's not a game about being bald. It's a board game. Yes. And why do we have a board game man on our board game man? Why do we have a board game man on a whiskey podcast? Well, Dave... Did you uh, just say a board gay man? No, board game man. Okay. Okay. Board Cut game man. Why do we have a board game man on? Well... <laughs> Definitely sounds like you're saying board game man. It's, it must be the Zoom connection that's taken it's out that the Zoom M. connection. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for like, that. What? Yeah. What? 
Anyway, Dave Beck has uh, literally yesterday launched a Kickstarter for a board game called Distilled, which is a strategy game all about distilling. And he's here to uh, tell us all about it. Um, and, you know, pass that on to you guys because we think you'll be interested in it because it looks like a really, really fun game. So, yeah. So, without any more hesitation... Or Guild in the Lily. Or Guild in the Lily. Okay. Um, here is Dave Beck, all the way from Wisconsin. Hello, Dave Beck. Welcome to Whiskey and Things. How are you today? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Nick and Dave. Really excited about being here. Excellent. Very, very welcome. Where are you in the world? You're a little bit uh, behind us, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's a it's a little early in the morning. Not too bad, really. I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, so just north of Chicago in the States. Uh, uh, so just part way around the world from y'all right now, but, um, really excited to be here. In Milwaukee, is that right? Uh, close. Yeah. It's, uh, Milwaukee, Madison, all that stuff. I'm actually closer to Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, than Milwaukee. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all the same. It's cheese and beer and I don't know, football. Nice. I like two, <laughs> I like two of those three things. Um, <laughs> is the, um, is Minneapolis where the mall of America is? It, it it totally is. Yeah, I've been to that. I've been, I've been and on it's that. ridiculous. Have I've you been, been on there? That roller coaster. Oh, it's it was Nickelodeon world. It's America at its finest. You know, it's like <laughs> a giant a giant palace dedicated to nothing but consumerism and big stuff. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. it's it's, but it's still kind of fun to be there. You know. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. I very much yeah. enjoyed it. Ones up there. Yeah. Um, before we get into the game, um, Distilled, let's learn yeah. a little bit about you. Um, how long have you been designing board games? That kind of thing. Yeah, so I've been I've been designing both board and video games probably for about 10 years, I'd say. Um, I'm a professor at a university here over in the States, and I actually teach game design. Uh, so I get a chance to, to teach uh, new students as well as students graduate, all, just about to graduate uh, on bigger projects. So I've been doing it for about 10 years. Mostly video games, um, actually. My background's art and history, and, and so I've made games that are kind of about the environment and about the um, uh, kind of history of certain areas. Uh, but just recently, uh, in the last few years, I've really gotten more into board games, both probably in the last five to 10 years, just love playing them, but then also have started to think about designing them as well. That's like the dream job, isn't it? I remember at school, like designing games and stuff, and then wanting to is. design computer games and stuff. So. Well, it's, you know, the thing I always said with video games, but then also now with board games, I say to, you know, I say to my wife and I say to people at school, like, I, I'm sorry, I've got to play games. I've got to buy <laughs> games. It's my research. I can't, I can't help it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's the same with us with whiskey now. <laughs> exactly. Just, it's like, the same just thing. Just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice thing. So talking of which, uh, this this game yeah. is called... Uh, well, it's it's a range called Distilled Spirits, but but what is your tipple? What whiskey is your favorite, or even whiskey? Because so, the game's yeah. not just about whiskey, is it? It's not just about spirits? whiskey. It's it's it all started with whiskey, uh, right? Um, and I am hands down whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Uh, so I like a good peated dram, um, uh, and really, it comes down to Laphroaig is my favorite. Um, right. it, it always it was one. It was probably one of the first. Uh, peated whiskeys I ever had. And I think it's also just stuck with me to, to do that. So I have a, I've got a, I just had a yesterday, a Cardes 15 um, that I brought back from Laphroaig distillery when I toured nice. there. And it's just, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal dram. It's, it's delicious. 
So you, so you actually went to Isla? Yeah, yeah. So so actually, this is how it all started. If you want me to tell, give you the uh, the the oh, please do the origin story of Distilled, the board game. So <laughs> yes, so basically, I found myself uh, again, university professor. We every so often we'll get a chance, a really fortunate chance to have a sabbatical, which basically means that we're away, we can be away from the university and focus on our research for usually about six months, a semester or two. Well, I proposed to do video game research over in Scotland. It was going to be virtual reality, augmented reality stuff, you know, putting the headset on and recreating historic spaces there that are no longer there. I was over there. Uh, I, again, big fan of, of both uh, single malt, but also just whiskey in general. And so I was tasting lots of different whiskeys, touring lots of distilleries. One night uh, out of the blue, um, uh, couldn't sleep. And this idea for a game popped into my head about making whiskey and how I could represent it through cards and other things in the board game uh, in the process to try and be as authentic as possible. That happened because about two weeks beforehand, I think, I spent about four days on Isla. And, uh, you know, everyone always says it's like life-changing experience, magic, all that stuff. And, and, it, and it really was it, clearly because... Um, I, I really attribute quite a lot of the game and the inspiration for the game to my time there spending, spending time in, you know, I think we probably toured six or seven different distilleries and had a lot of different tastes, of course, too. So yeah, it was, it was pretty phenomenal. You caught the bug. I you did. The romance, did. the romance of it. I did. I totally did. And, you know, it was, I think it was September of 2019. Uh, and so it was, it was just after kind of uh, higher tourism season. It was, um, uh, and so it was a little more quiet. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Nice. So, um, yeah. tell us the basic concept of the game then. How does it work? Yeah. So it's the only game that exists out there about, uh, distilling spirits, only board game that is like having to do a strategy and, and there's others out there that might be kind of drinking based or trivia or that type of thing. Hmm. But in this game, the idea is you have inherited an abandoned distillery from some sort of long lost relative. Um, uh, and this distillery, uh, is represented. Um, I know people can't see it out there in podcast land, but just so, so you all, and you'll be able to see it on, on a mm. uh, website if you visit it, but it's basically represented by this board that players have that they're looking into this abandoned distillery and it's their job to, uh, upgrade it with equipment, hire specialists, uh, buy different ingredients, different barrels. They have their own warehouse to store things in. And so the concept is that you are running a distillery from start to finish. You are learning how to make different recipes. Um, uh, you are buying ingredients from a market. You are then distilling the alcohol. And that's actually the main core of the game is uh, I've tried to represent kind of cutting the head and the tail through cards. You're actually dealing, you're, you're shuffling up cards that are part of your ingredients, your washback. And then you're pulling the head and the tail, the top card, and the bottom card. And that can that could be that you're accidentally pulling a card that you wanted to make in your spirit. Uh, so you have to make sure you put enough of the right ingredients in there. Yeah, that's the part I liked when I was looking through yeah. the videos earlier. That's the that's the game of chance in there, isn't exactly. it? Which could ruin your game. It's really exactly. Good. So the the thing I always say is that um, in the game to make a whiskey, just a generic general whiskey, you have to of course have grains. You have to have multiple grain cards. Um, but also in the game, uh, to make moonshine, you can't have any uh, representation of kind of these grain cards. Well, in the game, if you're pulling cards, you can, if you're pushing your luck too much and you're trying to get squeaked by by the skin of your teeth to make your whiskey, 
you could actually pull those green cards and you could go from making a, a, a whiskey to a moonshine in one turn. Yeah. Uh, but you could also say, no, I'm going to buy more grain and put better grain in there. I'm going to buy equipment that causes me not to lose those cards in my distillery. And then you can be more certain of making your whiskey. So you do that. You send it to the warehouse. It ages every round. It sits the seven round game. Every round it sits in there. You add different flavor cards. And I've tried to represent those almost as tasting notes um, <laughs> that essentially, uh, you know, the one side of the card looks almost like a tasting note journal. And then the back has kind of a sketch and a little uh, fun kind of a little comment, like you'd be writing in it, like, you know, has taste of, um, uh, the, the tobacco taste, for instance, says my love for this heady tobacco leaf has clearly slowed my mind. So it's just a little fun <laughs> stuff like that too. Um, so playing with that. And then of course, eventually you got to sell it. So you sell your spirit, you get money for it, you get points, and then you try and keep doing that again and again. And whoever has ends up making the most prestigious spirits, the most points at the end of the game is the master distiller. Yeah. You've done it really well. I'm not going to lie. When I started watching the videos and I saw how many cards there were, and how many different pieces. I was like, this looks really complicated. But the more yeah. I, I went into it, I was like, oh, okay, this no, no, this is actually pretty simple once you get into mm -hmm. it and looks really cool. Um, Thanks. The fact that you make, you're not just making whiskey, you're making other distilled spirits as well. There's some on there I didn't mm -hmm. even know existed. Um, Soju, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Baijiao, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I, I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, so. A catcher. Yeah, so this is what's so funny about this, Nick. So I, I, Sat down to make, actually, when I was inspired, Bull the Lightning, make this game, spent all night kind of coming up with the ideas for it. I then, within that next week, it was going to be about whiskey, straight up. It was actually going to probably be about um, just single malt, actually. I wasn't even thinking about things like uh, bourbon or rye. I was just thinking single malt. I was in Scotland thinking that. Started doing more research, and it turns out that, contrary to what I thought, whiskey is not the most consumed spirit in the world. I was sure. It was, <laughs> you know... Um, but it's spirits like Baijiu, like you were saying, and Soju, that are, uh, those are both uh, Baijiu's in China, um, and it's mainly made from sorghum. It's basically like a whiskey. It's just, a, it's a, a di different type where they have a different type of yeast process that they don't use yeast. They use um, uh, this other ingredient that's really interesting. That, and the distillation process is, is a little different too. Soju is not aged. It's a clear um, uh, uh, spirit from Korea that's it's a lower alcohol. So people drink it almost like beer over there, but it is distilled, hmm. but those are those, those as well as cachaca down in Brazil. Um, that's what I discovered. Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't make this just about whiskey, even though I kind of want to do um, because that was kind of my passion too. I thought this is a chance for me to educate people about spirits around the world. They could have tastings and flights of these spirits sitting around the table as they're making them. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, completely. Nice. That's the thing. So. I was thinking it's actually quite a, uh, quite educational because it just shows mm -hmm. like the different aspects of what goes into those in a very basic way. Um, mm -hmm. But I think like, do people need a good knowledge of distilling to play this game, to have fun with it? Uh, uh, they, I, they don't. Uh, I've tried as hard as I could to break it down to, uh, like you had said earlier, kind of some simplified set of, of rules that once they get the hang of it, they're good to go. Um, there's even things that I probably push a little bit um, too far into the more game round realm. So for instance, you know, like I said before, you can make certain things. Uh, a gin doesn't have to have juniper berries in it, uh, juniper in it in this game. Uh, it's one of the things that can go into it. So I've had to try and kind of break down some things too. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my hope is you could totally sit and most people do sit down without having any knowledge of distillation or aging or, or anything with the industry. They might not even drink, honestly. 
Um, but then when they're finished, they have just a little bit of a glimpse into what that might be like, if that makes sense. And yeah, they're totally. kind of, they're intrigued. Um, so who's your target audience for this? So originally was really thinking that I want whiskey lovers to, and spirit lovers to, to really play this. And I, more I thought about it, the more I realized that's going to be a little bit of a stretch for, for everybody. Um, Cause there's a lot of people that have just no interest in games, which is totally cool. So my target audience really is the board game realm, but I, I'm thinking of it kind of as a Venn diagram where you've got board gamers, you've got whiskey or spirit lovers, and that that central kind of mm. uh, sweet spot in the middle is who I'm really hoping to target especially, but I'm also hoping to, to uh, attract other people that like board games. You know, um, I've got tons of board games. I play them quite often. People who do uh, appreciate a good theme like this in a game. Uh, but then I'm also hoping that there might be some people that maybe this is in a distillery gift shop or something where I was or maybe they're idea. given a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my hope. I mean, who knows, you know, with the Kickstarter time will tell to see how, how popular it ends up being. Um, but my hope is that people that don't play many games uh, or haven't since they were a kid say, ah, well, it's about something I actually like. I'm going to give this a try. Whiskey. Uh, you mentioned the Kickstarter. This goes out on the uh, the seventh of July, I believe. It actually launched yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, Kickstarter is uh, going to be launching early morning on July sixth of my uh, my my time here. So um, uh, it'll be good at early afternoon for for you all. And um, I'm going to hit that launch button. It's going to be up there for th- about three weeks. Uh, and hoping to raise raise money. We're going to be shipping the games all around the world. Um, so that's exciting as well. I actually have been, not only did I come up with the game in the UK up in Scotland, but I'm actually working very closely with my developer uh, is uh, um, uh, in the in the UK as well. So I work very closely with him too. So it's, it's an exciting thing to see that it's it's turned into much, actually because of the pandemic, it's turned into much more of a global experience than I ever thought it would be which is kind of cool. How hard is it to launch a game? Like, have you done it before or is, or is this something, or is this like the first time you've done it? This is the first time I've done it. That's a great, great question, Dave. So that, so I, when, when I, when I decided a year and a half, two years ago, Oh my gosh, I'm going to make a game about whiskey. I'm going to make a game about spirits. I'm so excited. I did. I did have a feeling I would do a Kickstarter even then. Um, yeah. But I, had no idea that I was signing on to be basically an owner of a company and doing all this marketing and all this. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the phone or on email with, with manufacturing companies in China. I'm having to figure out how to advertise on Facebook. I'm um, working with people to do coverage videos of the game where it's like in front of them and they're playing through it. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, uh, how much time this has consumed in my life. I've never had anything like this. <laughs> but are you enjoying that process or are there bits that you wish you didn't have to do? Good question. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. I think I've always been someone that in, enjoys that, that marketing side or that promotion side. I've got, we've got a pretty substantial Facebook following Facebook group, as well as newsletters and all that. And I really like engaging with the community, engaging with the, the fans of, of the game so far. Um, so I do enjoy that. I will say the spreadsheets with uh, manufacturing costs, because I've got to get it down to, you know, people have described it to me as, well, if you end up, let's just say you end up printing 5,000 copies of your game, which would be amazing, right? Yeah. Well, if I make a $2 mistake on the shipping or the over the freight or anything else, 
that's a $10,000 mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm actually really, that's the part that I'm the most nervous about um, that. I just don't, I hope I'm doing this right. And I yeah. guess I'll see, and I'll pay for it later. We'll see. <laughs> or you'll benefit from it. Uh, or, or well. yeah, Listen, yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a ten thousand dollars stake in the in the right direction, and and I benefit from it. <laughs> yeah. Do, do do you worry about the fact that you're in direct competition with games like Monopoly that are really established and huge and Scrabble, or, or or do you just think that the world is big enough for all ideas? I think. Yeah. So. It's it's interesting. It's with with games. It's probably kind of like this with whiskey, especially. I don't know about this as much over in the UK, but in the states, you know, you've got you've got your big conglomerates, uh, but then you've got all these craft distillers popping up, and they have been popping up. It's kind of the same thing that happens with board games, honestly. Where and they all use Kickstarter, um, so you've got your monopolies and other things and, and Catan and these other big games that you find it at, at uh, store, big stores or online. They don't go through Kickstarter. The games are not necessarily always respected by the community. Some are just like with whiskeys, some are, but some are just kind of like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pour, I'll put that in with my Coke. I'll mix it in with my drink. But I'm not, <laughs> not going to drink that neat. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the same thing with board games where, um, Indie games, independent games, which is what distilled would be thought of, uh, have this level of respect saying, oh my gosh, one person came up with that. One artist, one person designed it and one person illustrated that. Mm. Oh, I'm putting money into that because that's a pretty unique idea. And I want to see where they're going to go. So it's almost like an investment to a certain degree as well. Um, Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Like I've got to think about that competition. And I honestly probably, I don't think this will ever be on the store's uh, shelves next to something like Monopoly, but will it be in a distillery gift shop? I would absolutely be, that would be like my dream. Cause I feel like that's again, that audience I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So with the process of this game, do you now have plans to make other games or are you just at the moment too busy focusing on this? Yeah. One? Yeah. It's a little bit of both. So I've, I've got ideas about games in my, for games in my head, but nothing that's really that fleshed out. But I, what I do have is ideas for expansions on this game. So right. that I am, I have in, in spades. And like, so for instance, one of them, I am going to release along with the Kickstarter. If people want to uh, basically, they can back it just for the main game, but if they want more, if they want the expansion as well, they can do that. And this expansion is fairly simple. All it's doing is right now there's three regions representing the game, Europe, uh, Americas, so North and South America, and Asia and Oceania. Um, this expansion is going to be Middle East and Africa. While although there's not as many popular spirits there, they're really interesting, things like made from figs and, and palm oil. Um, so I'll be releasing that right away. But then I've got some ideas for future expansions as well for Distilled. Um, I'm that type of person when I make uh, work on a project that kind of like focus hundred percent yeah. on one thing and uh, rather than kind of being putting things aside. So, yeah. And uh, one, one other question for me, what mm-hmm. is your favorite game? Uh, I think obviously, favorite, this, the, obviously the distilled <laughs> board game, distilled, but no, let's, let's take that out of the equation. Yeah, take it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's probably, uh, it's, it's probably a tie between two games. One is um, a game called Gloomhaven. Uh, and it's, about 20 pounds. Um, and it's a campaign game. It, think of it almost as like when people talk about Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of like that, but if there's a board and there's cards and figures. Uh, and with that, why I love that game so much is that 
Um, I actually, it's a campaign, which means you play from game to game and things change over time. And you're with the same group of people um, sitting around the table playing this game with your characters and you get to kind of, you know, fight monsters, adventure and explore. And I love that because it's, it's getting to know those people around the table, um, having drinks, which is again, why I love board games so much. I, you know, I, I play video games, but you're alone on your couch or your computer. Um, but with board games, you're around a table and you have a chance to sample drinks as well, which again, is why I was motivated for distilled. Um, so I guess, I guess that would be the one uh, there's not, the other one doesn't really come close to that one. As far as the amount I've played uh, Gloomhaven. Um, uh, again, that's a good example of Kickstarter started out as one guy's idea on Kickstarter. Um, he raised millions of dollars. Distilled is not going to do that, but this did. Um, <laughs> and he just broke the record for the highest funded board game of all time for his follow-up to it, which is a different game. And I think he raised like $13 million on this wow. game wow. on Kickstarter. It's nuts. It's insane. So for people get involved in the Kickstarter, when would they expect to receive their game? Ah, yeah. So if, if someone were to back uh, on uh, any time in that first three, in those three weeks, uh, they would then um, get a couple things. They would get uh, access to, uh, believe it or not, some people out in the community do something called a print and play where they can print out stuff on paper and play it. And some people are so rabid to do it that they do that, Um, uh, which is cool. And they'll get that pretty quickly after the campaign. Uh, But then the physical box that will be delivered to them with all the goodies and everything else, that will probably come in about a year. So uh, what we'll do is um, we start out, we're hoping to reach a funding goal um, and if we do, awesome, because that means we can actually make the project a reality. That allows us to print about a thousand copies. But the hope is that if we can go further and further and further and raise more and more money, we open what, up what's called stretch goals on Kickstarter. And what that means is, let's say it's, oh, awesome, we just raised $20,000. If we can raise $25,000, we're going to put these cards into the game. If we raise $30,000, we're going to do this to the game. So it kind of depends on how much we raise and then we'll get to work on finalizing the game, sending it to the manufacturer for printing, which usually takes a couple months freight from China. Cause this is all manufactured in China coming back around takes a couple months. So the hope is, and I'm, I'm being conservative on that. Um, so I hope that's going to work is uh, next summer, 2022. Right. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I just had another little marketing idea for you. Yeah. Whiskey bars. You know how you get board game cafes, right? Yeah. Right. So so why why not have copies of this in not just whiskey bars, but other bars, bars. as well? And, yeah. and and people can sit around having some drinks, playing a game. That's it's a it's good perfect, idea. isn't it? It is. Perfect. It is. If you've got, if you've got a, a bar, I, I love going to bars where they they have games in a cupboard somewhere where you can go and pick one up and, yeah. and play it. And and I never yeah. do it, but I like seeing it. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's a good idea. That's a good- <laughs> That's a good idea, though. Well, especially my dream has always been from day one when I decided, oh, I'm going to make a game that has different spirits from around the world that people haven't t- t- tasted before. I've always pictured a group, a gaming group sitting around the table, and they've they've curated the drinks they're having that night around the spirits you can make in the game. So it's like, I, mean, I just made a Baijo. You know, let's say I've never had Baijo before, for instance. But then I could offer up a little glass of Baijo to everyone at the table and taste it because I just made it in my distillery. I, I, I just think that would be so cool. And at a bar, it'd be even easier. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have to buy a whole bottle by Joe. You could just buy a round and you're good, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. A good idea. 
It's a great idea. You could incorporate it with like a uh, with a whiskey tasting night with somebody there telling everyone the rules and all that kind of stuff. Like an introduction yeah. night with a you know that could be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually uh, uh, just for the Kickstarter. I decided to do a, a super high tier for anyone that has you know loads of money to to burn, uh, but also just excited about the game. So I've actually got a tier called the Master Distillers Edition that they get the game a year from now with all the goodies, all the deluxe metal coins to use in the game instead of uh, uh, tokens. So lots of cool stuff. Um, But then on top of that, they get one of my prototype copies. And my prototype copies are basically kind of like rough versions of the game. They're not Mm. official uh, versions. Um, So they'll get one of those right away. I'll ship that to them right after the Kickstarter is done because those are those already here. Signed actually by myself and the artist. But then on top of that, and I'm bringing this up, Nick, because you just mentioned this. I'm calling it Drams with the Designer, and I'm going to do uh, a, a, just a small kind of uh, whiskey tasting um, with those people, uh, whoever they were that, that backed it, uh, just leading them through some of my favorite Drams. Um, the only problem is Kickstarter doesn't let me sell alcohol, so I got to figure that part out. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be something like they're either going to have to go out and get them or, or something else, uh, but I'm really excited about that because I think for some people that are new to the spirits world too, that could be interesting too so yeah so how do people find out more about this yeah so if they go on kickstarter and they search for distilled they'll find it um if there's any link that that you have uh that they can access you know below they can do that it's also at distilledgame.com they can find out more there uh they can also um i'm on social media both uh distilled game on instagram distilled understored game on twitter um there's a distilled facebook group we've got about uh, 1,200 people in that Facebook group right now. So there's wow. a lot of people making wow. chatter about. They're really excited. Um, so lots of different places. Yeah, I think you'll be they'll be able to find find me pretty quickly. And I'd love to chat chat whiskey with them, chat games with them, chat both with them. Amazing, Dave Beck, everyone, Dave yeah. Beck. Go and go and talk games and whiskey with him. That's right. My two favorite things. <laughs> Absolutely. Other than me and Nick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And on that note, no. thanks very much for joining us, Dave. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, guys, so much. Really appreciate it. Cheers to both of you. And uh, yes. uh, yeah, here's here's to many more. Yes. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Enjoy. Good luck. Have a good one. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. And as always, you can find out more about Dave Beck and the Distilled Game in the description. All those links that he mentioned will be in the show notes. Uh, And a full unedited video where you can see some of it will be on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. Yes, indeed. And uh, also, if you're a patron, you can um, get involved because we're recording our live show for our 75th episode in a few weeks. July 18th, isn't it, Dave? Is that right? That's the day we're going to record, yep. Yep, so if you sign up to our Patreon before that, you can get involved with that. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Lovely, as Nick yes. Kent says. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. This week's whiskey. Langatan. Old deer, Swiss single malt. <laughs> Old <Swingle> deer. Swingle malt. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this was a birthday present from our good friend Rob Wicks. He bought me this. Yeah, it's quite cool. It's a cool bottle. It came in like this awesome like wooden case and a nice kind of decanter style bottle. Um, have you ever been to Switzerland? Yes, I have. It's lovely. Burning. It is lovely. It's stunning. It's a lovely city. 
that I've been to. I got got screwed over by the Swiss police, but that's a whole other story for another time. I got screwed uh, over by Burger King. Burger King at Zurich Airport is the most expensive Burger King I've ever been to in my life. It's like £14 for a burger or something. Yes, but you knew that before you ordered. You would have looked at the menu and seen that. So that's your own fault. No, no. Anyway. <laughs> well, that, well it's your, it must be your own fault. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Not when I was that hungry. Um, good, anyway. good point. Well made. Good yes. point. Right, let's talk about this whiskey then. So what, what have we got here? You said it's a single malt. Do we know anything about it? Um, I mean, I've been drinking a little bit. It's it To me, it's, it's, it's got a sherry cask vibe to it. Uh, am I right? You are right. This has a couple of things. For me, it, the sherry's being swamped by something else. Because this, um, I don't know whether, mm. it's basically two casks are involved with this, sherry and chardonnay cask. Um, it's a non-age statement, uh, 100% malted barley, of course. But yeah, um, sherry and chardonnay casks. I don't know whether it's the sherry and then finishing chardonnay or whether it's full maturation chardonnay and full maturation sherry then vatted together. But for me... Yeah, but the the Chardonnay note just like throws itself out of me. I see. I'm getting more sherry. It's interesting. It took me back to a wine tasting. Yes, I know. In New Zealand, uh, did you go to New Zealand? Nick? <laughs> you know what I did. I don't talk about it much, but I did a nice little wine tasting around <laughs> around a few different uh, vineyards and stuff. But uh, there, it was the first time I actually tried Chardonnay, and it's very much an oaky flavour. And this just took me straight back, oh, straight okay. back to the. The smell, I'm getting that oakiness. I'm not getting that on the when I'm then drinking. Mm. No. <laughs> oh, excuse when me. you drink it, it's then really sweet. Right. It's 46% ABV. It almost feels syrupy to me. Really? In its, in its sweetness, like it's had some kind of, almost like it's got a sugar syrup in. Sugar syrup in. Um, yes. Really? I'm not getting that. Um, Langaton, uh, the, the name... Is a Celtic version of the name Langathal, uh, which is a settlement traced back to the year 861, Dave. That's a long oh, time ago. Quite a while ago. This is a quite a long time ago. But the actual distillery dates back to 1857 and, you know, launched by a guy called Jacob Boomberger. What a great name. Boomberger. And he ran it on his father's farm. Um, with his seven brothers. Um, they went through hard times, like a lot of distilleries around the 30s, etc. More than 150 years later, after Jacob Boomberger founded it, um, his descendant Hans Boomberger III decided to uh, relaunch it, as it were, and launched Langaton, um, and the, what we are kind of drinking today. Um, so they originally kind of released this version in 2008. There's been various different versions here and there. But now they have like a massive range of whiskies. You know what you were talking about last week where uh, the Bren was French. It was very yeah. French. You could pick that up straight away. I'm getting the impression Langaton are trying to like kind of recreate whiskies from around the world because they have this called the Old Deer, which is they're calling their classic whiskey. All, all their stuff's named after old animals, which is interesting. Old Bear, smoky whiskey. Old Crow, peated whiskey. They have an old eagle, which is a pure rye whiskey. Interestingly, they've spelt that with an E, like they're trying to imitate the American stuff. They also have the old Mustang bourbon whiskey with an E as well. Um, but they also called that Swiss Burn Bun after the, uh, the city as well. But it's just weird. Like, um, I'm not sure we're tasting what a Swiss whiskey is or... Really tastes like. Yeah. I agree. I don't know if they have a character. They're trying so to recreate other stuff, which is fine. I'm I'm pretty sure they got in trouble. Really? 
I'm pretty sure that originally, because I've got one of the uh, old Mustang sample bowls, yes, and it it says the Swiss bourbon whiskey on it, right? yeah. and um, I don't think you can get this anymore. It's now they changed it to Swiss burn bomb because of the rules about where you make bourbon and how you make bourbon. Right. See, I looked at that and I thought it was like those rules weren't um, valid in Europe or in in Switzerland. You know, I thought in America you can only make bourbon. Because Switzerland is neutral and therefore they don't apply to any <laughs> global rules. Is that what you're suggesting? No, I, just don't, I didn't know the uh, EU. No, not even. Are they in the EU? No. No. Yeah, they can do what they want. So if they're selling it, I'm not sure. Maybe the rules apply if they're selling it outside Switzerland. Ah, uh, Maybe. But Maybe. in Switzerland, they can probably call it a bourbon. Yeah, um, and this little sample I got came from within Switzerland. Right. Yes, so did mine. Yes, our friend gave it to us. Yes, um, Annie. Hello, Annie. Hello, Annie. Um, Hi, Annie. But it is interesting how they're kind of trying to recreate other things from around the world. They do have a load of other different whiskeys as well, um, but this is like their core range. Yeah, because this is fairly pleasant. I mean, I, I mean, it's fairly pleasant. Quite enjoying it. Yeah. I love the bottle. Not blowing the- me away. That's um, that Chardonnay's blow me away. <laughs> not the nicest thing I've ever had. Definitely not the worst thing I've ever had. I don't know how much it is. I don't know if I'd rush out to go and buy myself a bottle, for sure. But it's not bad. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's we, and we spoke about this many times. We spoke about it last week. I want to taste something. I want to know what the Swiss influence is. And when you see their list of whiskies and you can see they're just trying to recreate styles from around the world, yeah, it doesn't feel like... We're drinking a whiskey as much as we'd like to be. Yeah, I'm intrigued because I looked earlier on on Whiskey Exchange. There's only two brands of whiskey from Switzerland on there. There's the Langerton and then there's another brand called Seven Seals. Um, but there was only two on there. So I'm not sure if there is any other brands doing it. Um, mm. But yes, it might be a bit different. We don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, price-wise, for 50 CL, it's 53.95 on uh, Whiskey Exchange. So it's pretty pricey for a fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that. That's out of my budget for this kind of thing. I wonder if when you're there, it's a lot cheaper. But everything in Switzerland is very expensive. Yeah. So, so the equivalent talking for a seventy CL, that's a eighty quid, eighty yeah. quid bottle or something like that. But um, it's definitely, I think it's another one to kind of have because of that strong sh- um, Chardonnay note. It's another one to kind of have on the shelf just to say again, like last week, have you tried this? You know, not that. at that price. Maybe not that. Again, it's all about. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be other Chardonnay casks that are that are cheaper or more interesting. This mm. just it, this this doesn't blow me away at that price. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, having a Chardonnay cask on your shelf is a good thing, and the fact you got it as a gift is wonderful because mm. you've got that now. But I don't think I would be spending my money on this personally. Sorry, Switzerland. I apologise. Mm. Thank Make you, Rob cheaper. Wicks, for this. But thank you, Rob Wicks, for spending the money, yeah. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. It's weird, isn't it, when we get given whiskey as a gift and then it's like, oh, hi, thanks for the gift. It's I'm a- now going to review it on yeah, online and now to look see up how, how good your gift was. Yeah, and now see how much it is. And and, and it's a very generous gift, obviously, yes, and it's yes. not a bad whiskey, but no. would I buy it to drink myself at that price? No. But if... I was in Switzerland and I was like, oh, I want to get something Swiss for my friend who loves whiskey. Then it's a great present. It's a great present. Yes. And a, a lovely thing that he's done. But, yes. you know. Rob was working in Switzerland. So that's the a- connection absolutely. there. Absolutely. So there we go. 
Uh, Langaton. Oh, dear. Swisky. I, w- I kind of want to try the old Mustang now. Not now. Do you, not, <laughs> uh, not now. I've got too much yeah, we'll to do, do today. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I now kind of want to see what that old Mustang is like, that the bourbon. Is it a yeah. bourbon? Yes, you know, we'll see or is burn. it a burn bun? Because I'm more intrigued by the <laughs> by the idea of it being a burn bun and actually being a Swiss thing, rather than just a Swiss imitation of an American. Mm, it's going to be the same. It's just going to be the high corn mash bill. They've just re rebranded it. There we go. No, I'd like to try a Swiss ski. Swiss ski beauty. Absolutely. You're listening to whiskey and things. So, thank you very much for joining us this week. If you've got interest in board games, let us know. And let us know what you think about this one, if you try it. Um, distilled. Distilled. It's, great. it's a good name for a board game. It's a great name for a board game. Yeah. yeah. Let us know if you've tried this Langaton, or if there's any other Swiss keys we should try, which are actually Swiss. That's Swiss. <laughs> you know what I mean. They have a more I mean. unique Switzerland flavour to them, a more Alpine flavour. So that's yes. what I want. I want to. I want to taste the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to taste mountains and bears. It's got to be fresh, isn't it? It's got to be fresh. Like yeah, the, uh, exactly. Like the ski runs. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, anyway, go. Nick, I think the Angels have had their share today. You know what? I've definitely had mine. There it is. Yes. Um, good luck to Switzerland. Sorry if you lost. Uh, anyway we'll speak to you guys next week have a good one cheers thanks Thanks for coming Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions